I'm uh, Lloyd. I'm here from Sky. I'm an insight controller at Sky. I look after a lot of the work um, we do on our TV products um, and uh, all the insight and research that goes into, into that. Um, and Pete's also here. Um, he heads up all the research at the agency Pineapple Lounge. And we've been working to closely together um, over the last 18 months plus um, on the development of Sky's Kids app. And we're going to talk to you a little bit today about uh, what we've learned, uh, the journey we've been on, and some of the really inter interesting things we've, we've kind of found along the way. Um, now, for Sky, families are obviously a big part of what we do. Um, a huge number of, of our households are families, and um, lots of them have kids kind of in the under 10 age group, which is kind of where we were looking at with, with this particular product. And the decision to kind of make something that was dedicated for, for, for kids of that age um, kind of came, it was kind of early part of 2015 uh, um, that we started thinking about it. Um, and then from about August, we started building a thing. So we kind of defined what it was, and, 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 and uh, from about August, we started kind of building it. And we worked closely with a, um, a fantastic agency called Us to, who are a design um, agency, and they've built some amazing things. Monument Valley is a game they, they've made, and uh, we work closely with those guys. Um, so there was kind of a hybrid team with them and, and Sky Products um, building this product, uh, building the building the app. Um, and then we started working with Pineapple Lounge from about August when we started building the the, the product. Um, and we knew from early on that um, we had about a year to build it, but actually less than because we launched it in Easter. Um, of last year, uh, so we had just under a year to build it, and um, the way that uh, we, we were tackling it was this kind of iterative, agile approach, and we need the research to be able to support that. So what we ended up doing was speaking to um, kids and parents um, every two weeks for, for, for almost that entire period. We spoke to, you know, qualitatively spoke to well over 350 kids, over 250 parents. We had these kind of constant two-week touch points, which was a fantastic way in order to to get that insight and keep us on the right track, and and and, and kind of constantly have that dialogue with. Um, with our audience. Um, and importantly, kind of underpinning all of that was this kind of collaboration, um, this kind of openness, both with uh, between us as clients and the agency, uh, but also uh, between our families and ourselves, between between all kind of the component parts, we kind of kept it um, uh, really fluid as, as we went through this kind of process. Um, so I suppose we kind of came into it with some relatively kind of traditional objectives, and we did lots uh, um, uh, along the way, and these were kind of the big kind of five areas that we, we pulled out to, to talk to you guys about today. Um, but it's kind of quite traditional when we started thinking about it. It was, well, we wanted to build an app which was personalised, and we knew we wanted to find out things about personalization. Usability was obviously going to be at the heart of the product. We needed to make sure uh, for, for, for an app we were building that we wanted the kids to be able to use completely unaided. This wasn't going to be something that their parents got them going on and then handed over. This would be something the kids go to completely on their own. Um, we knew getting them quickly to their favourite video was going to be really important, um, uh, so we kind of had that as a principle. Um, it was a kid's first experience, as I say, we wanted them to use it unaided, but we also kind of wanted, we, we knew in order to meet their needs that we had to build something from the ground up that was kind of, you know, w with those guys as, as, as our primary users. Um, so we kind of set out with that. And then, you know, ultimately the research was there to validate objectives actually quite quickly realised um, along the way that actually it wasn't just about these quite traditional things. There were much broader themes at play that really kind of helped um, uh, get, get, give us a much bigger picture um, uh, out of all the research. And actually personalisation actually was, was just, a, just as much about self-expression. It wasn't just about giving the kids an app which was a little bit more tailored to their tastes. It was about giving them an opportunity to express themselves within the environment that we were giving them. Um, usability wasn't just about making sure that they could get to their content without making mistakes in terms of the, uh, the menu system, actually it was about creating a functionality that they love to use. You know, the content wasn't just the fact that they could watch Peppa Pig or Adventure Time, it was that they had a really great experience in the UI itself. Um, shortcuts to favourites, 
was really important and we see that, that kids do that as their primary way to navigate the app but we actually saw that kind of giving them fluidity of choice was really important that they could go to their favorite episode of spongebob but then they could also quite seamlessly stumble into something they hadn't seen before um and again validating objectives actually grew into a much more kind of co-creation approach and we'll have a look a little bit later on at some of the stuff that came out of that but um having that constant dialogue was a great way not just to validate but also to to, to come up with new ideas and, and and things with our families I'm going to hand over to Pete, who's going to cover off some of the uh, first few of these. Great, thanks Lloyd. Um, so let's start with personalisation. And um, from the off, Sky knew that, and um, we knew that personalisation was really important to kids. But um, very quickly, um, what we actually observed was this really strong need for um, kids not just to be able to um, have their own personal experience, but to also really express themselves as well. Um, so the, the the individual experience was was built into the app right from the beginning, right in August two thousand and fifteen, um, and the kind of key part of that is kind of the, each child having their own profile um, to have that sense of ownership, and also particularly important with um, in households with kind of multiple kids, you can have your profile for Louis who's three, and you can have one for um, B who's kind of kind of ten, and they can have their own space. Um, and not only is it an, a named homepage, but the the content that they um, are, they can have access to is dependent on age um, and, the, and the channels they have access to is also completely personalised as well. Um, and, and another key personalised element was the ability to choose which Sky Kids buddy um, you had as, throughout your profile. So you can see in top left there um, is the, the kind of purple jumping buddy with his little little friend. Um, and the, the kids absolutely loved being able to pick their buddy. It was, it was such a um, kind of motivating part of the, the kind of sign up um, and the kind of set up process. Um, but what we saw um, over the course of the research programme was just how much emotional resonance there really was with um, with their buddies. Um, and individually, it wasn't just about being able to choose your own your own buddy, but also being able to adapt it and customise it and kind of change them around and then take a photo of them as well. Um, and kids really like to do that too, not just kind of have fun and kind of see what they look like with the buddy looks like with some glasses on, but actually really a way to reflect themselves as well. And again, differentiate themselves from their sibling. Um, so a really kind of great digitally and kind of um, creative way to express themselves in a, in a very safe, appropriate way. Um, but even more than that, what's been so interesting as we've gone on is um, seeing the wider form of self-expression. Um, so not just that buddies being being themselves, but the written, they're, they're kind of singular buddy profile um, buddy, but they're the kind of wide um kind of re the kind of widespread of buddies that feature on there and we've seen kids talking about oh look there's my dad I can see my friend there Maisie she likes to sing and that's Billy from my class um I know kids are you know social they love to do things together with their friends and their families and their, their kind of siblings and they like to relate characters back to to real life and the buddies seem to really allow them to to do that um and also to express themselves so more than just personalizing um the app for each child and presenting them with you know relevant content for a particular age this is about facilitating um kids own ability to be able to express themselves um, and there's kind of new versions of the app being developed and the buddies are just been such a core element of of the app um kind of and i think moving forward they'll be re really integral and hopefully um increase this level of, of self-expression as they go on so next up is is usability um which you know can can be um 
very kind of functional, basically, um, kind of quite quite um, kind of quite dry. Um, but one of our key principles from from the off was about inject, injecting the fun into functionality. So let's have a look at, at what we mean there. Um, so, as kind of has been you know, apparent across this, this conference and for several years now, um, these guys, the, the target audience, t- um, kind of undertends Generation Z, Generation Alpha, um, who are the Sky Kids app audience, are used to slick digital interfaces. It's just their their norm to have touchscreen. And the iPhone had its tenth uh, birthday last year, uh, sorry, last week rather. Um, so you know, all these kids have only grown up knowing and, and knowing an iPhone even more recently an iPad. So touchscreen definitely is the norm. And when it comes to um, what their expectations are like, they're really, really high. That they're, they're interacting, they're navigating the, um, around things like Netflix, iPlayer, Roblox, Subway Surfer, all the ones you can see here. Um, and not just the kind of kids-only apps as well, things like um, Sky Go and YouTube as well. So they're used to some pretty, pretty slick um, interfaces out there. Um, and as the, the Sky team were um, kind of developing all these essential functional elements such as um, scrubbers and volume controls and the, the kind of what's coming net f- next features, kind of a really integral part of any, any kind, of kind of content um, app, um, there was some fun already in there. So, but, but what we saw was kids going, oh, it'd be great if we did this. And they were just kind of spontaneously coming out with something, getting really, really creative. And what's happened is this has fed back into the research process and the de- development process with us two and the Sky product team. Um, and so there's now loads of moments of fun and delight coming from, yeah, the content, but also all these functional features. So just a few examples we've got here. Um, top left are the, the volume, but, um, volume bubble, sorry, um, which kind of like go up in, in there's a sound when you when you kind of play around with them and they also pop if you're reducing the, um, the volume. Um, the kind of coming up next, rather than just saying coming up next, it's a big splat that comes onto the screen. Um, even, you know, the scrubber, if you move the scrubber, the, the buddies are waving and kind of doing a little, little voice. It's, um, there's, there's so much fun in all these functional elements. Um, we've also got the kind of the buddy doing a peekaboo. So when you get to the bottom of the, of the app at the page, it suddenly kind of springs up and takes you into the, into the buddy world. Um, What's I think I think a really the best example of this is actually the kind of probably the most frustrating thing that you get with any kind of content uh, or viewing content um, when you're connected, and that's kind of buffering and even buffering the most annoying boring thing in the world. Um, it's turned into something fun, and um, on the Sky Kids app, you've got these um, bouncy bubbles which kind of go around. Um, there's so many different names that kids have used for them over the past two years. It, it changes each week um, or each fortnight. But what, what's what's really key is that they kind of get distracted by the fact that something's taking a long time to load, and rather than get annoyed, they can kind of actually find it really, really enjoyable. Um, so I think it's really interesting implication for um, kids app developers to think about the interface itself as part of the content rather than just all the, the great content that's obviously on there as well. Um, to, and it can really add to the depth of uh, the user experience. Um, so this, this next theme, um, I think, really encapsulates the theme of the, the conference, which is around openness um, and a move from uh, away just from focusing on kind of favourites to more choice fluidity. Um, and the, the first thing that kids do when they get onto the app, um, you know, 100% is um, to find their favourite content, whether that's the first time they've ever opened the app, whether they're regular users of the Sky Kids app, they always go, right, where can I find my episode of um, Adventure Time? Where can I find my episode of, of SpongeBob? So content really um, still is, is key. Um, and what's really unique about the Sky Kids app is that um, whether the original content is on free-to-air linear, so like CBBC, 
or on paid for channels such as Disney and um, Channel One Nick, um, all that content's in the same place um, rather than separate players and apps. So you've got this kind of really this mashed up world of um, of content, um, lots of it there, um, and it is still really important to to get to their favourites as, as quickly as possible. Um, and that can be done in a number of ways. And um, one of the guiding principles for the Sky product team was to always have. Um, a few ways to be able to complete the same action and never to be more than two taps away from watching content and their favourite content. Um, and this this unique environment, though, um, of kind of cross-channel content, yes, it, it ties in well with Generation Z's love of seeing different people, different brands, different content kind of tying up together and having mashups. But not only do they love having all their favourites in, in one place and interacting with each other, but by virtue of this open platform, um, and the, the seamlessness between the content from different channel brands, we saw that rather than just being about finding favourite content, it really opened kids up to um, finding something new, discovering something new, watching something they might not have actually even heard of before, um, just by the power of suggestion of these this different content being with some of their favourite content under the Sky Kids um, umbrella. Um, so they're, they're really open to discovering new stuff to watch and whether that's by recommendations and whether it's by seasonally featured content. So the, um, you know, when it comes to Christmas, there's a whole Christmas theme th- stuff, Halloween, Easter, etc. Um, and the, the excitement and the openness is really heightened um, by this, the Sky Kids um, world being a place where they, they've got access to lots of different content um, and they're kind of happy to really be inspired by and sample some of the new as well. I think that's a bit of a holy grail for content um, developers. We do a lot of work w- with media clients and one of the key questions is like, how do we get something new onto kids' radars? It's, there's so much out there, it's really hard to cut through. Um, and it's really interesting to see that kids are seem to be open to the new on this platform. Um, so just before I, I hand back to Lloyd, I'm just going to focus on a kind of go more audience focused and quite rightly and intuitively, obviously, the development focused on kids as the, the end user and all, all the considerations around ensuring it was fun, intuitive, um, which, of course, went into it. Um, but however, what we saw was a challenge that is, I think, really relevant to a lot of family brands um, today um, and a lot of um, brands we work with at the Pineapple Lounge. And there's previously been a focus on, on parents as gatekeeper, which is a very kind of traditional um, perspective. Then over time, it's gone kind of pretty much the other way and gone into a much more um, kind of kid-centric approach. Um, but what we're now seeing with, with Gen Z and particularly Generation Alpha, who've got um, millennial parents, is that the family dynamic has changed and decision making is more fluid and a lot of the activities have become more um, kind of intergenerational as well. Um, and, and what we're doing is, is advocating a, a recalibration and focus on both parents and kids. We're in kind of fairly equal emphasis. Um, and during, during, again, the, lots of the, the sprints, it became quickly clear for us um, and Sky that Kids, yeah, are the kids app users, um, but the parents are the customers, and it's really important to understand the needs of both. Um, you know, anything specific to do with this, um, the product, and do with the app. Um, and just because the parent focus elements tend to be a bit more the kind of the boring things like registration and profile setting, uh, a bit more serious, it didn't mean that parents didn't want to have a bit of fun as well. And um, so the fun and functionality should not be overlooked, even amongst, um, even for the kind of parent facing elements as well. So um, what did we do? We, um, we ensured that um, the app development and the sprints um, involved parents and um, we made sure there was kind of parental input and kind of really understood what the dynamics were happening at home um, and how that could be kind of fed into, uh, into the app. Uh, 
Um, and I, I think I'll just finish with some um, different examples of kind of how that's kind of man- manifests itself. So um, we've, we've got the, the kind of the sleeper mode. We've got um, kind of even when something's gone wrong, there's been a fault, there's got a message pops up. And I think even the tone of the language there is really interesting. Like, oh, something's not quite right. Um, it's, it's kind of much more... <laughs> I think just human than a lot of um, apps are out there, and it's really important for parents to have that too. Um, one one other example, just to, to bear in mind, is that we looked at um, have the kind of the initial process where parents were getting into the app, and we we kind of trialed some things where parents had to answer some questions or solve some codes um, because a to kind of stop kids doing it themselves, but we thought it might be quite good for parents to do that as well. But actually, the the message was. Don't don't do that. I actually want to be able to get my kid onto the app, and it's normally for for distraction. They want to quickly entertain their kids, and actually, it was putting a barrier in the way unnecessarily, um, and wasn't really reflecting the kind of parental need. So, um, I think it's just so so important just to think about not just from the kids' perspective, but the parents' perspective too. And as we've seen over time, and the, the kind of apps been launched, um, parents really really appreciate the the thought that's gone into um, their their needs as well as their children's on the Sky Kids app. Um, yeah, so, and so the last kind of um, uh, area we wanted to talk you through was this idea that we moved away from kind of validating objectives um, towards this idea of kind of using the kids and parents that we were speaking to so often to really kind of have a creative um, co-creational experience um, in the product. Um, and, um, you know, some fantastic results off the back of that. Um, I mean, someone that's used to researching with grown-ups a lot, um, actually, when you get a focus group going and it's kind of five o'clock after work, um, no one really wants to kind of be, be, be kind of opening up their heart to you. It's kind of often like getting blood out of stone. Whereas the kids, you get them in the room, 16 kids every two weeks, something like that, and then, and then their parents, it was just the kind of you open the Pandora's box and there's just a flood of inspiration that comes out of them. So we wanted to kind of leverage that a bit. Um, and these guys... You know, they love kind of creating and hacking. You can see some of the kids there with their buddies and what they were kind of creating with them in terms of colouring in. Um, uh, They didn't want to just sit there answering questions and and kind of doing journeys on the app. They wanted to get stuck in and really do some amazing stuff with it. Um, And a lot of the things that came out of the kids have gone into into the app. So you saw um, early on in one of Pete's slides, the uh, the buddy dress up where you can change their hat and their glasses and their mouths and all that kind of stuff. That came out of of looking at the kids using kind of, we asked them, oh, do you want to change your buddy's colour and kind of asked them to do some stuff with the buddies there and they said well actually no I want to add a hat I want to put some glasses I want to stick a donut on their head I want to you know all this kind of uh, kind of almost um, uh, infinite customization options and so that feature came directly out of that of that stuff with the kid uh, the kids um, and there's you know kind of stuff coming up in the pipeline as well that, that's a, a direct result of, of doing the uh, doing the research with the kids so often um, so what does this all mean, really, I suppose? So business focus sounds really serious and uh, very sky. We've got to finish on the business. Um, but uh, we just wanted to kind of give you a, a view of kind of what the payoff's really been because we kind of came into it, we knew that we wanted to create a product that was really engaging for kids and was working with the ways that they were starting to consume media, which is different to five years ago when, when linear was, was, was almost the be-all and end-all. So we wanted to be on devices and we wanted to create a product that was, was for kids. And there's kind of four areas, I suppose, that... Um, had come off the back of, 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 of the of the creation of the app and you know with the research being a key part of that. Um, I mean Sky has always been been a big family brand and, and we've always seen ourselves as the home of, of the best kids TV. The most watched kids TV is available kind of across Sky, both free and paid channels. And we wanted to, to make sure that was flowing through the app as well. And 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 the, the fact that, that it's being used so heavily and, and kids love it is 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 you know, almost entirely down to the fact that it brings all of their favourites into one place. Um, we wanted to create a product that was loved by kids and parents, and we've definitely seen that. Kids love it. Um, parents trust it, and that was an important dynamic that we had um, 
you know, from day one, it was that, that that kind of mix of the both. And, and to Pete's point about um, actually, it was about kids and parents. You know, have, having that in there was, was really important. We've seen with all the feedback since launch that, that that's that's landed really well. Consumption. You know, it was a kind of a big part of it. We wanted to make sure that they, you know, that, that people could um, uh, get hold of the content they loved. Um, and it's been a big hit. We've kind of had well over 100 million episodes streamed since we launched last year. So huge amounts of volume, which is great. And if you look at the users of the kids app um, compared to, say, kids content consumers in SkyGo, um, the kids app users are about three times as heavy in terms of their, uh, in terms of their um, consumption. And then lastly, we've kind of had international launch. So Sky is not just a UK and Irish business. We've got our German and Italian markets as well. Germany launched the app in July uh, of last year, and the Italians launched it earlier this year. So we've kind of got that kind of product, which has been uh, built with kind of kids and parents' needs, rolling out into those other territories as well. And, and, and we're hoping it's going to be just as, a, as, as great a success as it's been um, here for those guys as well. Um, and that's us. <laughs>